0: Mouthing Off is a theater, arts, and culture podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Amanda Forstrom.
1: I'm Kevin Couchman,
0: And I'm Mari Sittner. Mouthing Off features compelling interviews and discussions with creators and artists from around the Twin Cities and beyond.
1: Tune in for something different online, where you get your podcasts at badmouthtc.com and on the air in St. Paul from Frogtown Radio 94.1 FM.
0: We hope you enjoy the show.
1: back with another episode of Mouthing Off, a theater arts and culture podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company here in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota, where we're getting winter, duh, winter redux, it's back. Uh, I am joined today by one of my two partners in crime, Mari Sittner. Mari, you're out in New York City. You're making it happen.
0: Yes, we are. And we didn't get any winter at all this year. So I'm feeling a little bit jealous.
1: You don't (laughs) Don't. (laughs) (laughs) one day, maybe Mm. just on Christmas. Mm. Right. And we're joined by Twin Cities actor, Adam Qualls. Adam, how are you? I'm
2: doing great, Kevin. How are you guys doing today?
1: Never better. I am really excited. You are the the third guest um, that we're having on the second episode where we're going to be talking about something that's going on at one of my favorite regional theaters in the world uh history theater here in St Paul you are part of this i guess revival of the defeat of Jesse James which is a musical book by Jeffrey Hatcher music and lyrics by Chan Poling uh and it looks like these are the these are the folks who brought uh, the musical Glenn Sheen. All i right. know we're going to come and see this yes very exciting you can find all the details at historytheater.com and it looks like you're you have previews starting on april 27th of 2023 and then running through the end of may welcome to mouthing off thank you very
2: much glad to be here
1: hmm. cool well let's let's get right into it so tell me about
2: the defeat of Jesse James and your history with this production. What's yeah. the story? Yeah. Well, um, it is actually, this is not a revival. It is a, um, it's an original. This will be our first run. Oh, really? Why did I think that it was, yep. maybe I well, was conflating it with Glenn Sheen. Yeah, exactly. Glenn mm-hmm. Sheen ah, has okay. been brought back about 20 times at this point. Um, <laughs> so it well, they, they, yeah, that show started in 2015 and they've brought it back. Pre- I mean, minus, one or two years for COVID, they've brought it back every year since. Um, I was in the first uh four or five years of Glen Sheen. And that was wow. Yeah, yeah. That was the first collaboration between uh Jeff Hatcher and Chan Poling, this writing team. And um I was a part of that show and it was a runaway hit w- at the history theater. Um and, uh, we, I came back and did that show four or five times. And, um, and what I, a,
1: what a luxury is an actor.
2: Oh gosh. Yeah. To have that gift that keeps on giving, you know, it's like, um, you know, you usually, especially in our regional world where it's all nonprofit, it's so finite, you know, you get a start date and an end date and that's the experience, Um, But to be able to keep coming back over and over again. um... Well,
1: I mean, I think about these actors who did uh, like... um... Uh, the importance of being earnest on the West End for forty years or something, right. or yes. the line I think it's called—I can't remember th- these plays that run the not even play productions that run yeah. for like unreal. I can't even imagine. Yeah,
2: yeah, and yeah, and people in New York, I'm sh- you know um, uh, in in the ensemble and stuff in in those shows they'll they'll be in in it for decades it's, it's a steady it's a, employment a yeah I know a, I mean that that's a little extreme to me I don't know if I could stand to well a, I was
1: gonna say this is quite right. nice because it's like you get to come back periodically but it's not exactly. running yep. indefinitely yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: yep and I um I actually moved out of the Twin Cities uh about a year before covid I my I originally grew up in Missouri and my family's there and I was I moved back uh to be close with them I was going to come back and then COVID hit, you know, um, but when I moved away, um, I, I left the Glensheen cast and I, and I kept thinking, gosh, is history theater going to, have I burned that bridge? Are they going to hire me again? You know, but, uh, but it was all good. Um Adam, and, you abandoned Glenn yeah, Sheen. We'll yeah,
1: never. I know. Yeah, no. people—they're
2: so lovely. So I'm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that—that was—that was, that was uh, in the Ron Peluso days, which just you know he just retired, and and he was always really, uh, really good to his people, and I I I, I really appreciated that about Ron. Um, and then Jeff and Chan, because of the success of Glenn Sheen, they wrote a couple other shows in the interim. Um, They wrote a show called Night in Olympus that was uh, performed at Illusion Theater um, in downtown Minneapolis. And then they uh, wrote a show at History Theater, again, called Lord Gordon Gordon, which was about this con man that went by Lord Gordon Gordon and swindled a bunch of uh, a bunch of wealthy Minnesotans out of uh, their money in the 1870s. And um and so jesse james here is their fourth collaboration um and uh, that i know of and i believe that i am the only person to have been in all four of those shows
1: oh yeah you're uh you're part of their stable you're like one of the it's actors right, right, that's right. brilliant oh
2: i take that mm. back uh mm. randy Schmailing um it, another actor in town he took over my roles in Glen Sheen when i left so now he's been in all four as well so there's there's two of us yeah well
1: you have to tell me what Glen Sheen is about and then we'll get into jesse yeah. james yeah sure. i'm very curious yeah For
2: Sure. so at the glensheen mansion which is the congdon family estate up in duluth uh right on lake superior it's a beautiful beautiful house um in the late 70s, there was a, a horrible, gruesome double murder. And um in the house, it was the, the, the lady of the house and her night nurse, because she was elderly and needed a nurse at night to take care of her. They were both murdered. And um the it it you know, the investigation showed that it was it was the son-in-law who did it uh for the insurance money. And but but the daughter uh, his wife was the mastermind, Marjorie uh, Congdon Caldwell. And um, so the the show is a very dark yet funny exploration of the murders and of what kind of person would carry out those sorts of things. And um, it's, you know, it, that that show is so interesting, again, because it was their first collaboration with this writing team And we didn't, it was my first show at History Theater. I had been auditioning for years and years, um, (laughs) you know, a couple of years. And one thing I loved about Ron Peluso was that he would always write a personal letter. You know, you didn't get one of those form letters like, thank you, but you've been released from the process or whatever. He would always say, hey, Adam, we really like you. Keep coming in. We're going a different direction this time, but we'll find a role mm, for it. Makes
1: you. a huge difference. It yeah. makes a
2: huge and it definitely kept mm. me coming back. Yep. You know, yep. And so Glen so Glenn Sheen was my first show there. And um in rehearsals it was it was definitely one of those oh my god are people gonna like this (laughs) because it was just like kind of macabre and yes and Mm -hmm. the the, the juxtaposition of the really dark with the kind of ironic and funny and and then also and then some kind of poignant touching moments in there as well because they i think that the show does a good job of honoring the the people who were murdered right Uh, right and not making a joke out of them. Sure, but, sure. So, um, so it's a it, it was a, it was quite a balancing act. And so in rehearsals we were all like, ooh, are people gonna like this? And then and then, you know, the rest was history because they, you know, it was the biggest moneymaker ever, maybe for the theater or or in many years for sure great I love it and so they could subsidize things like the uh yeah
1: like the Hemingway play that I wrote for them (laughs) (laughs) which they which they never staged but you know hey it it it, they definitely uh paid me a a decent commission yeah very very cool I love that theater and what they do and that space and the audience it's it's really a gem in in downtown St Paul
2: Yeah. yeah It is. It's um. It's become one of my homes now. I, you know, I've I've done a lot of shows there, it's, and especially when you count all the different productions of Glen Sheen, it's I, right. I've spent a lot of time in that building now. Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. And I was living at New in New York before COVID, so I think I probably missed this oh, Glen Sheen period. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but you know, I'm trying to imagine like what what some of the songs are. Like They might be like we didn't do it, and then another one would be we did it. <laughs>
2: Like <laughs> what are well, what are the names surprised how close you are oh good well, go on Mar- Marty, it's, yeah.
0: it's difficult to find i spent a, a bit of time today trying to find some of the music from Glen Sheen.
2: there is a well, song
0: online i have can you tell everybody where they can find it if they're that,
2: oh CD? shoot that's a good Glenn question Sheen, i because... i have a cd of it <laughs> but i don't have a cd player um <laughs> I, <laughs> we recorded it. Uh, gosh, when was that? Probably 2018 was when we recorded it. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know if it's on iTunes or I think it is on iTunes. I'm pretty sure it is.
0: It's probably why I was unable. Yeah, to you find can it. find it on, on YouTube or
2: something. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah they uploaded a yeah. clip of a song. Let me see what this song.
1: Right. What are some of the track titles? Yeah. And, yeah. You, yeah. and, and who do you who do you play in Glensheen? And we'll get on to Jesse James shortly after. But who do you play,
2: uh, Adam? Well, I play the cop that sort of cracked the case. I play uh-huh. um, the reporter who who got the scoop. You know, I play a bunch of those. Gotcha. The, okay. Yeah. So so I played a lot of those those kind of revolving door. I spent yeah. more time off stage changing clothes than I did on. Sure. Scene. Sure. Those, are, those can be fun you know
1: do you get a musical number or do you do you sing
2: and are you part yeah. of that yeah yep, mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah we do there, it was only a cast of seven so we all got um we all got our moments for sure yeah. well but I'm a I'm
1: a like a normie playwright so a cast of seven <laughs> is just huge yeah. for only a cast of you seven know. I yeah if I were to play yeah. with three actors somebody will say can you can you cut one of these (laughs) roles (laughs) is there any way you can make this a one person show uh very cool so and now you're back for for Jesse James and who do you play in this what has the process been like tell us about it sell it
2: yeah I'm playing Jesse James himself uh bam yes bam mic drop uh, that's awesome I've graduated to being the person with the most uh words to learn and um it's basically set up like a cons, a farewell concert to jesse he is he's taken this play on the road or this this concert really on the road to uh cement his legacy and um that's the premise you know as the play goes along um that might or might not start to get taken out of his hands um how he wants his legacy to uh to be etched into history um you know, because he as for for as long as he's as long as his story has existed, he's been a controversial figure, but uh now, I think especially there's a lot more focus on the fact that he was a Confederate sympathizer. Like that's a big part of his story that I think a lot of people may not even know about is that he wasn't just Robin banks. He wasn't just a Robin hood kind of figure. He was, um, he was fighting for the old South. This was in the decades after the civil war that he was on his um, crime rampage. Hmm. Um, And the Minnesota connection, because History Theater loves a Minnesota connection. Um, I believe it's part of their mission, in fact, um, is that the one time that James and his gang uh, did not succeed in robbing the bank and raiding and getting away was um, in Northfield, Minnesota. Ah. They hatched a plan to cross the border into the north and uh, rob a northern bank to make a big statement. But the townsfolk of Northfield basically ran him out. Huh. And uh, yeah. So, so Minna- that's...
1: Minnesotan excellence.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Very
1: nice. Very good.
2: Oh, go ahead. Oh, that go was Walmart. actually
0: one thing I wanted to ask you about is if you had been to the, the Jesse James Day celebration in Northfield.
2: I have not. Um, a coworker at, uh, a muggle job that I have, um, uh, last summer mentioned that she was going and she was like, have you ever gone? You should go, you should go. And I had just done the workshop of this show. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought, well, I don't, I don't think I have time and I'm probably, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's just not going to work. So, um, So I didn't go. And then I got cast in the show and I was, and that was actually kind of a surprise to me. And, um, and I thought, wow, I should have gone to that thing, but the cast and I are going on Friday to Northfield. We're going to drive down there this week and uh, because rehearsal doesn't start until five on Friday. So we're going to go down during the day and visit the, Uh, The Northfield Historical Society, which is actually in the old bank where the botched raid took place.
0: Yeah, it really is incredible how this town is so proud of this history. Because like you, I had a coworker who Mm -hmm. told me that she was going home for the entirety of the Jesse James Festival. She didn't really know why they did it every year. She was just like, we have Jesse James Day and it's a big carnival and everybody (laughs) goes home.
2: Right. It's a big carnival. It's what I, you know, I mean my, I'm from a small town in Missouri. So that's that's my Jesse James connection is that we're that we're both Missouri boys. Um um but uh but I you know, my small town has a similar kind of I mean it's not Jesse James themed, but we you know, it's like a, in the summertime a similar sort of carnival. I think a lot of small towns do that. So I'm definitely familiar with the concept, but I would love to see cuz apparently they do a reenactment.
0: They oh, do. You yeah. can watch it online. Oh, okay. nice. Wait and be surprised.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 That's hmm. very cool. And we're, and you know, we're, we're, we won't be able to see the reenactment or, or the events um, before our show, but at least we'll be able to make it down there and, and look around and stuff. That'll be cool.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. How have you prepared to play a character like this? Uh,
2: <laughs> well, mm. uh, I think. For oh, you know, you know, we when actors like to talk about their process and all that, uh, uh, my 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 in usually my my front door uh route is the voice, and uh, that was actually not hard because uh, uh, the accent is just the sort of good old boy from back home that i grew up with you know um it's it's funny when minnesotans do a southern accent uh you know my my cast is great there everybody in the cast is is doing a great job but it's it's funny sometimes when you hear minnesotans do a southern accent because it's just a very general Sort of, are you from Georgia or are you from Indiana? I don't know. Um, Yeah, the South is a
1: big place. Yeah,
2: Uh with a lot Mm -hmm. of different things. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: Texas doesn't sound like Alabama, doesn't sound (laughs) like, yeah, yeah. and so forth. Mm -hmm.
2: And Missouri, you know, nowadays, Missouri, I don't think... You know, I don't think we I don't think I considered myself Southern growing up. I considered myself Midwestern, but I didn't even realize that we had an accent until I moved up here. And then and then and then I'd go back home and everybody sounded like a hick, you know, Uh, because when you grow up with it, you don't really notice. But uh, but yeah, that's that was kind of the first thing I did. um, I I was I was just kind of working on the on the text in the in the in the accent that is just the old, the old guys sitting at the bar, you know, complaining about everything. Um, that was, that was the sort of first thing that I did, but I also watched some documentaries. I watched a PBS documentary and a, uh, and a history channel documentary. And, um, and I watched the, the film, the Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck film from several years ago. Um, which ended yeah, the up- assassination
1: of Jesse yes. James by the coward Robert Ford?
2: I think that's it.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's does title. that hold up? That has the uh, that has the soundtrack from uh, Nick Cave and company. Yeah, I'll
2: tell you, it is um, it's a beautifully shot movie. Um, it's long. It, I think, and I went into it, wanted to do research for my play, and it the movie covers basically it takes two and a half hours to cover what the last five minutes of our play covers. So it wasn't all that useful. Um, I think if maybe if I had been in a different mindset, I would have enjoyed it a little bit better, but the performances were good and it was beautifully shot.
1: Yeah. I recall liking that film quite a lot. Have you been doing any reading or uh, kind of reading about the life, the biography?
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I've been doing a lot of internet reading um there are a stack of books in the um in the rehearsal room that I peruse um, every day um and the titles all escape me now but yeah yeah uh, no i'm sure they're the the standard biographies i'm sure this is a life that's just
1: been covered exhaustively yeah so
2: much so Mm -hmm. so much and there have been so many different it would be impossible even to watch all the film adaptations and you know there there's just so many so this story has been told so many times um that uh you know i think i think one question um if i may preempt it would be why are we telling this story again? And yeah. um you know, I think I think from a um from a historical perspective, I think that it it has value because of why we're interested in these type of stories in the first place. Mm. And um why do we glorify and um make into heroes people that did horrible things um and i think that that's what our version is exploring more you know jeff said jeff hatcher the playwright said on the first day that this isn't you know this um of course isn't the first telling of his story and and won't be the last but in 2023 this is a version of the story, it's not meant to be the definitive cradle to grave biopic. Sure,
1: how how uh, much of this are you singing? You must be singing quite a
2: lot. I'm singing a lot, yeah. Um, I <laughs> it's a lot, and it's uh, and and Chan has written some, um, you know, he really writes some earworms of uh of tunes and he has um his uh, uh arranger Robert Elhai who uh, like he did the orchestrations of the Lion King um mm. so he's he's got quite a resume but so so he ta- his chan comes more from the pop and rock and roll worlds so he writes the tunes and the chords and then Robert sort of makes them into a piece of musical theater And, um, the songs are, um, just cover the whole gamut of genres. There's, um, there are pop songs, there are country songs, there are rock and roll songs, there's blues. Um, and then there, there are a couple that even just sound like more kind of traditional narrative musical theater songs. Um, and so, but I, I am, you know, um stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit to go to, to sing that kind of country and blues. Those, um, those are not my go-to genres, you know? So, so that's been, um, it's been intimidating, but also it's been a great opportunity to, uh, to explore different colors of my voice that I haven't really in a long time. And um, I sang at at their annual benefit over the weekends and uh, having an audience really taught me a lot about because with those styles, it's not so well, of course, it's about your vocal technique and all that, but it's really about how you sell it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really, really about how you sell it with those genres. 100%. Do Do
0: you have a favorite song or style that you get to sing in the show?
2: Well, there is in act two um, after he's um, not to give up, give too much away, but this is, you know, this is, this is well known, I suppose, um, to some of your listeners perhaps, but after, after they get run out of Northfield, um, Jesse is hiding in the woods and he has a country song and it's just a sort of soliloquy about how, He thinks that this is going to be seen as a, as a great escape. You know, he thinks that this is going to be like, wow, look at how he got away against all odds. Um, He's not thinking this, this is his biggest defeat. And this is really the beginning of the end of his career as a criminal. Um, He's thinking that it's a, a real, you know, a real daring moment for him. And and he sings about it. And I and and it's a it's 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 kind of it's a country feel. It's also got a little Billy Joel in it, too. Like it's it's a great song and I'm excited to sing it.
1: I have some of the history of what happened in Northfield pulled up right here. Nice. So why don't I read some of this? This is the downfall of the gang.
2: Yes.
1: On September 7th because I I did not know this. And I'm I'm not a lifelong Minnesotan, but I've been here long enough. I should know yeah. this. I in fact, I want to go to Jesse James Day at some point. I don't know why I haven't done this. I will When do they do it? They do it annually in September, like I guess every when year it happens.
2: I think in it was summer. August or September of
1: yeah, yeah. was so around
0: the time of the state fair
1: right so let me yeah very fun I have to go do this so downfall of the gang on September 7th 1876 the opening day of hunting season in Minnesota the James Younger gang attempted to raid the first National Bank of Northfield Minnesota Minnesota the robbery quickly went wrong however and after the robbery only Frank and Jesse remained alive and free Cole and Bob Younger later said they selected the bank because they believed it was associated with the Republican politician Adalbert Ames, the governor of Mississippi during Reconstruction, and Union General Benjamin Butler, Ames's father-in-law and the Union commander of occupied New Orleans. Ames was a stockholder in the bank, but Butler had no direct connection to it. So politically motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gang attempted, I'm sure they wanted the money too, but The gang attempted to rob the bank in Northfield at about 2 p.m. To carry out the robbery, the gang divided into two groups. Three men entered the bank, two guarded the door outside, and three remained near a bridge across an adjacent square. The robbers inside the bank were thwarted when acting cashier Joseph Lee Haywood refused to open the safe falsely claiming that it was secured by a time lock, even as they held a Bowie knife to his throat and cracked his skull with a pistol butt. Assistant cashier Alonzo Enos Bunker was wounded in the shoulder as he fled through the back door of the bank. Meanwhile, the citizens of Northfield grew suspicious of the men guarding the door and raised the alarm. The five bandits outside fired into the air to clear the streets, driving the townspeople to take cover and fire back from protected positions they shot two bandits dead and wounded the rest in the barrage inside the outlaws turned to flee as they left one shot the unarmed cashier Haywood in the head that's a pity historians have speculated about the identity of the shooter but have not reached a consensus almost done the gang barely escaped Northfield leaving two dead companions behind Uh, They killed Haywood and Nicholas Gustafson, a Swedish immigrant from the Millersburg community, West of Northfield, a substantial manhunt ensued. And then it it goes on. That is wild. Minnesota, the
2: wild West. Yeah. And that's all depicted in about a, you know, four minute sequence.
1: (laughs) Sure. Sure. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm sold. I can't wait to see it. I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a student of history myself, and uh, I, I, I was not aware that Minnesota, not during this period, but later, was like the bank robbery capital of America. I think it was like in the 20s or the 30s. Yeah, yeah. there's, a, there was a period where one out of five bank robberies happened in Minnesota. I don't know what it was. Really? No. Yeah. So hey, there you go. A little bit of a little bit of Minnesota history. No, Very interesting. those
0: Minnesotans are too nice, letting everybody
2: into the bank.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. These ones were. Yeah. Yeah. These, ones,
2: yeah. Yeah, these yeah. ones, these ones he said Haywood said no, he wouldn't open the safe and he he lost his life. And, oh boy. Yeah. As did a passerby on the street that day. Um and the and then the two bandits that you read about as well. Um Yeah. Who, who again, um, not, not to give away too much, but they, their corpses might have a number. (laughs) Gotcha. Fun. Okay.
1: I like it. Very good. I am sold. I cannot wait to see this at history theater. It's going to be a really good time. They always put on a good show. Uh, Adam got to ask you, how did you get into musical theater? How did you get into
2: theater growing up in Missouri? Yeah. You know, know, that, Well, I was just, it was a, it was an outlet when I was growing up, you know, my, my older sister was a, was a theater kid. And so then when I got into middle school and high school, I started trying out for plays too. And, um, but then by the end of high school, it was like, this is what I really want to do. And, uh, I, I auditioned for a couple of schools and I went to the one that I got into and, um, and uh, that was uh, a school called Milligan University. It's a small private school in um in a small town in Illinois, central Illinois. Great training program, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so you got so once you once you finish there, you got to f- kind of figure out where you're going
1: right. And if you don't graduate, they let you do it over again.
2: Exactly. Oh, I, oh, that's, oh, that's that's a recurring it. dream I have.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think I'm confusing it with Mulligan University. I'm just joking, Mulligan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, I I love these small. Is it like a liberal arts college? It's yes, the, it's a liberal I,
2: arts. It's not a so, story program. Yeah,
1: there right. are so many schools like that all around the country, mm-hmm. and I I've been on some of those campuses. Yes. I'm. It's so often surprised by yes. those places. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know, a handful of of alums from my school have made it up here to the Twin Cities. It's. Uh, I, I would say. Uh, since it's in illinois most of them probably end up in chicago or maybe st louis um and uh, and then of course and of course some try new york and la and all that as well um but i got a job up here um doing uh theater with kids so for for the first one was a, a gig called prairie fire and that's that we would go from town to town and do like residencies and do a whole do a show per week in each town and then um and then after that i did i i worked with a company called climb that's still around here it's uh they're based in invergrove heights and 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 that kind of goes around to schools during the school day and performs for the kids uh plays about bullying and the environment and all that stuff and so that's what brought me up here and um and then i stayed I, I uh i uh and to to talk about musical theater the interesting thing is that i went to, to college as a musical theater major but i am what you call a brick when it comes to dancing i i think i overheard uh, a professor call me that once um and i think
0: the correct term is mover
2: <laughs> no, 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 not even not even a mover. Not like, like it's that's, you know, but I mean, I've come a long way. I've come a long way since I was 18. But um, but I really once I got to school, I was like, I don't really want to do all like this is so much. And I changed my major to acting. Um, I I did not think that musical theater was the thing for me. I liked musicals. But I didn't really think that I had a future in it. And so I, of my own volition, changed my major um, to acting because I thought that that's where, you know, that's where I would get more work. And um, but then I moved here and uh, and I did a mix. I did I did musicals, I did plays, but I joined Actors Equity in 2016 and I have not done a play since then. And that's, I think it's partly this market and the jobs that are available and all that, you know, Um, but it's just been interesting. I've just been doing so many musicals. I'm so grateful to be in this musical right now, but I would love to do a play.
1: (laughs) Ah, Okay. Yeah. Duly noted. You're talking to a theater company here, Bad Mouth Theater Company. Maybe you're listening to this online. Maybe you're listening to it on 94.1 FM Frogtown Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. This is Mouthing Off and we're maybe a little bit past the midpoint of this interview adam i'm really enjoying this i can i can uh, feel your enthusiasm for this show <laughs> what what an exciting thing to be preparing i mean this is not far from now you were going well, to oh yeah
2: we less mm. than 2 weeks yeah less than 2 weeks um it's been a crazy process um i got covid a week before rehearsal started i it was my first time i was a first timer um, had gone three years and not gotten it, but and it knocked me down. Hmm. Um I had like 103 fever. I haven't had a fever that high since I was a child, I don't think. Oof. Um yeah. it was yeah, it was it was bad. I was sick for and I I I the pink line finally went away at, on day two of rehearsals. So I so I missed the first day, had to zoom in. Um And since then it's going
1: to be be tough to rehearse the defeat of Jesse James without Jesse. Exactly.
2: So I was really trying, you know, I was really hoping for that, for that Mm. pink line to go away. And it finally did. Um, um, and it was, yeah, it was like, it was a total of about 11 days, I think. So it, it held on for me, but, um, but since then we've had three weeks of rehearsal, we've just finished week three yesterday. And of those, um, how many days is that 18 days of rehearsal we've had one half of one day where the entire cast was there oh wow (laughs) so you're um, you're
1: rehearsing it in parts
2: because and it's because of covid you know it's Mm. been it's just been creeping around one by one and um and that's you know um part of the reality still to this day you know it's just it just happens and um the, so defeat of the defeat of and COVID-19 <laughs> yes. or, 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 the show
1: must that's go the on. next
2: show I want to see yeah right
1: yeah very good
2: yeah, yeah but they're but they you know that we've got some good understudies and it's gonna and and the stage managers have been with walking around with their books in their hands playing playing roles and you know they're they're working really hard and they're doing a great job and um you know knock on wood knock on every wooden surface so my desk <laughs> sure. is actual wood so i can knock on it um yep. the uh uh that tomorrow th- this coming week we'll have we'll have everybody there um but yeah it's going you know it's going great it's uh it's uh it's super exciting yeah that
1: that first preview is going to be wild yeah i i i've never sang in a musical i've never been in a musical but i've been in plays and i kind of know the feeling there's really nothing else like it in the world yeah 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 Yeah. the first time a new musical Mm -hmm. right a new yeah it isn't like they're coming to see wicked or the lion king this is Mm -hmm. new right so you're gonna learn that first night how the numbers go over aren't you
2: yeah we will yeah you know and then and i put the false hope into yesterday cuz it was the designer run you know mm-hmm. and you guys know that it's like you get your hopes up cuz you're like oh it's finally like kind of an audience but then like the whole run through they're just like taking notes the whole time doing their jobs so that i'm like they're not laughing at
1: anything
2: <laughs> <laughs> never fear we're still okay
1: <laughs> You're gonna crush it. You'll get that first laugh, and the air yeah. will go out, and it'll settle Absolutely. in, and it sounds like a, the audience will be coming with a lot of goodwill because they know it's the the people who created Glenn Sheen. They'll recognize you from from that, and they'll see you in your rightful place as the the leading man. <laughs>
2: and- <laughs> yeah, I th- this is not my gig usually. You know, this is um the it's been a long time since I have played. Uh, play it. Play the lead in a show. Well, so, and
1: if you could, uh, so I guess I'll ask two questions right in a row. Uh, but first, if you could, if you could play in any musical, what would it be? What are your What are your tops? Like if tomorrow, if this opens, it's a wild success. What would you What would you love to do next?
2: Well, I've actually played two of them. They were years and years ago. Um, but I was I got to play the title character in You're a Good Man Charlie Brown. Oh that rocks. As an adult, as an adult. So that was it was it, that that was down at um Bloomington Civic, which is now artistry. And um and at that same theater, I got to play the Baker in Into the Woods. Um and those, I mean, those are two you know dream roles I kept trying for years I kept trying to uh convince La Teda to adapt the glass menagerie into a musical and so I could play Tom
1: (laughs) Mm. Mm. yeah that would be I wonder what kind of music it'd be like Radiohead would have to do the music or something yeah
2: it'd be very angry <laughs> <wouldn't it? Yeah. laughs>
1: I would go see that if Radiohead did an adaptation yeah we'd have, to, we'd have to get an American band though I don't know right. Mari you're you're young and with it oh if have a nice life could adapt if well, you don't okay, know have a nice yeah. life have a nice life could adapt uh uh the glass menagerie for sure uh Very interesting. Okay. And then the second question is, do people know who Have a Nice Life is? Mm -mm, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you need to, Mari, do you know? You need to listen to the album. It's called Death Consciousness. It's a modern classic, totally insane, incredible album they made in a bedroom in Connecticut like a decade ago. And now it's like, it's like. Had tens of millions of plays on Spotify. It's an incredible album. Very theatrical. I got to interview Dan Barrett from that group. Anyway, they're amazing. But yeah, that would be, I would go see that. But I don't know how interested in musical theater they are. <laughs> 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 kind of a different different vibe. Well, how, um, you know,
2: how interested in musicals was Green Day before American Idiot, you know? True.
1: Yeah, I I think that the the musical is one of the few truly original American art forms, there and is. it would be cool to see more groups cross over and do more interesting, weird, wild things with musicals. I've thought about it myself, but I am a like a straight playwright. Doesn't mean that I wouldn't consider uh, you know writing a musical right. one day. I would just have to find the right partner and everything. I yeah, write the book, come up with the story. Um, on that, that leads to my second question: If you could. Uh, after this uh production of the defeat of Jesse James at History Theater here in April May 2023 in in St. Paul uh if you could go on to do any straight play no music like what would what would your picks be ooh uh
2: what is uh man what is a straight play i would love to do would be um maybe maybe something classical or um really enjoy or something this. new you know yeah. i know maybe that's a cop-out answer but i know no, really no. Do, i love the um like this process i love creating new work i love right i love being part of that
1: I love having actors to work with as a new playwright. Mari is working on a new play. We are doing a reading of Mari's play at Waldman Brewery in Saint Paul. Oh, I just saw that on the website. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, April twenty fourth. It's a Monday evening at. We love Waldman. They are our partners in this. They're wonderful and gracious mm-hmm. hosts. Uh, Adam, I want to keep the focus on you, but I have to ask Mari, how's the play coming? Are you ready? You, you've I'm, got actors I cast. I think I'm
0: ready. We have okay. some wonderful actors coming in. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's very exciting, including our very own Amanda Forstrom.
1: We love Amanda. We love yep dearly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep.
0: And it's going to be a great time. So come on down to Waldman Brewery.
1: Sell me the play. What is it called? What's it about? Sell it to me in 45 seconds.
0: I wrote a play called Nebraska. It is about a family that is in way too far over their heads in... In a medical scheme, Um, Mm. it's funny, Mm. it's violent, it's about family and how we both love and hate our families. And you can come laugh and cry and hopefully be shocked at Waldman on April 24th.
1: These readings that we do are free. You just have a $10 minimum at Waldman. We do put these out online as well, so if you can't make it, You'll be able to hear it, but there's nothing like doing it live. Nothing like the feeling of being in the room. Would you agree, Adam? Theater is
2: back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It took a while, didn't it? And, mm, yeah. and it's back. It's it's a little weird sometimes, but it's back. <laughs>
1: it is back. And we're glad to be back and to be a part of it. And yeah, we love doing Mouthing Off. We love meeting new people in the community. And it, it really is a genuinely a uh, a treat. So, you've got this production coming up. Do you have anything else lined up or is this uh, consumed you for the next 2 months?
2: So, I think I can uh I can say this probably. Um uh, the uh Children's Theater is doing The Grinch again next year. Um that was their holiday show this past year. They've done it many many times. And I was in that and I and I and I'm going to be in it again. Um on um, this time so I'll be grandpa who and uh under the green guy himself oh so you'd be understudying the grand and okay. oh and and this this time around will be cool because um the uh Reed Sigmund who plays the part regularly um he will get one day off per week so oh. I will have weekly scheduled performances which is a great perk of you know
1: that's fantastic Right, and if and if something should happen to the main Grinch, uh-huh. that would be a very you never know. That would be a very Grinchy thing. It would. Be very <laughs> I, we we yeah. wish no ill on on this actor. Yeah. But that's what that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. What's last it like year, working
2: there? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say last year I was uh, I was understudying and I went on for him one morning for a student show, and but by and I was and afterward I was you know so pumped and excited and I was like. But there's my man. My stomach hurts. I guess it really the role took it out of me, you know. <laughs> but by that night, I was in the emergency room, and the next morning, oh, I was no. my gallbladder taken out.
1: Oh <laughs> man, you the, you the Grinch got your gallbladder.
2: <laughs> so then I yeah,
0: then I His was like, they're not they're not going to hire sizes. me again.
2: <laughs> What'd you say? The
0: gold your gallbladder grew ten sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: it did. It did. That's exactly. That
1: how funny would it be to like write a play or a screenplay about like a method actor who's doing children's <laughs> theater who gets like insanely into playing a character like the Grinch and it starts to destroy his life that would be that would be quite <laughs> yeah. funny just
2: what would it the cave, yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah how much makeup is there for the Grinch is it he- very heavy
2: or is it yeah. it's quite a lot I mean it's it's full coverage on the face Mm. Um, you know, with the green paint and the, and the lines and all that. And the, um, Reed wears actual, uh, contacts. He wears red contacts that he changes into blue ones. When his, when his heart grows the three side, cause that's what happens in the, in the cartoon. Um, I, I might not do that, but, um, but it's, it's the makeup is, it's pretty much concentrated to the face. Cause he wears a hood. that, that mm. pulls mm-hmm. the top, And he's got, you know, long gloves that he wears. And, um, they, they put a little bit of uh, theater magic. They put um, collar stays in the fingertips to make them, you know, so that they're mm. long fingers. Sure. Um, they figured out that that's what works the best is is those like metal collar stays for men's shirts.
1: Mm. Okay. The kids must love that show. Did they lose their minds when the they Grinch comes out? They lose their minds.
2: When, yeah, he, when yeah. he comes down to Hooville at the end to tell all the who the who's Merry Christmas and he, he can't get the words. He's saying, I wish you a merry and the kids, the kids, just 700 kids screaming Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's another Minnesota institution over yes. there. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I did the apprenticeship down there about 10 years ago, and that was um that was a wonderful experience and a big, you know, a big door opened for my career as well.
1: Mm, right. And are you out here, uh, auditioning for non-musical theater or is it just, this I'm is trying. your life? Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, well, and I have a, I have a, um, I have a film and TV agent and, uh, wow. mm-hmm. um, I, I was with them forever, but, and never booked anything. Just last year I booked two things. um, so that was i booked it <laughs> uh,
1: yeah no that rocks it's good it's
2: um but it's uh but but yeah so so i i've been you know i've been telling my agent send me more stuff send me more stuff and um and then also again you know a lot of those auditions uh um it's hard to find union auditions for straight plays
1: mm, it's, it's sure find,
2: yeah but i yeah, i'm, we, we I'm trying to go to that. all of them yeah.
1: We understand that. Yeah. Well, who knows? Well, you know, Maybe one day we'll have an opportunity to work together, even if it's something Absolutely. like a, a reading or a workshop or something. Yeah. We, I oh. love new plays, new writing, creating original work. It's To me, it's just so thrilling because you aren't treading uh-huh. uh, a path that's been trod before. You don't know, is this a laugh? Are they going to gasp? Is this thing dead on arrival? There's so much mystery <laughs> to it. It's right. so... Yep rewarding um and satisfying when we when you were studying uh in illinois was the focus principally on was it like a good mix of musical theater and uh, non-musical it
2: was, theater? it was i would say that it was a pretty musical theater school but it was um but you know they had a bfa acting program they had a ba theater program they had um they had bfa uh design and directing as well but i think the directing got phased out um
1: yeah. A lot of directing programs are
2: getting cut. They, they, yeah. they told us at the time that their reasoning was that that, sh- that directing should be a master's level program.
1: Mm. Oh, I see. Oh, so so. oh sort of I got
2: you. Ideology about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was my year or maybe the year after me was the last class of directing majors. Um at my school but um but yeah so so there was there was a broad spectrum of what they covered and um and we talked about you know of course we talked about we started with stanislavski and then we mm-hmm. you know and then we extrapolated and went to the you know to the next generation of you know meisner and hagen and and then and then the, the European, and you know the um the arto and Meyerhold. sorry there's a siren no no yeah. don't apologize for that yeah. we
1: did uh we did a recording of arto's to have done with the judgment of god his radio yes. play um and we released it on my other po- podcast art of darkness artofdarkpod.com but uh so i was we sort of do these like joint things where bad mouth does something with art of darkness and and vice versa Bad Mouse is going to be a part of the Art of Darkness live that we're doing in June um, at Waldman. We're going to do the first part of uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's bio, and then we're going to do a theatrical reading of Winter Dreams, um, his short story. Do you know that short story? I don't. Oh. Yeah, I'm adapting it right now. It's a beautiful short story. It very. It's set in Minnesota. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, but toe when you say toe I kind yeah. of light up because totally nuts. I mean, you, you were Absolutely. learning that. In, yep. You were learning. You were reading the theater and its double and everything yep. in undergrad.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was an elective. That was. That was. Uh, <laughs> A class called that was sure. called modern acting theory. It was not in in the required curriculum, but I took it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he has my my very favorite quote about acting comes from Martel and it's something to the effect of um an actor is an athlete of the heart. Yes. I love that I love that oh, quote.
2: That's great. Yeah. It's
1: so true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah and we had, I mean, I had some wonderful, wonderful teachers that, you know, that taught us, you know, and then the the Michael Chekhov and the um the, you know, the what is that? The psychological gesture mm-hmm. and all, all, all sorts of um, of really cool techniques. Um, but then, yeah. And then on the on the musical theater side, there was uh, there was the the sort of this is the class that teaches you how to audition this. You know, that was the You know, take the space when you walk into the room. You know, don't snap your finger at the accompanist. (laughs) That's rude. (laughs) Those kinds of tips and tricks. (laughs) Sure. So I'm, I'm super. I'm super grateful for the for the training from that school. You know, there's just um, yeah. The one thing about it is that it's in the middle of nowhere, and so there's no like um, when you when you go to a city, when you go to a school in a big city there's somewhat of a professional pipeline some you know
1: sure they'll bring through uh, yeah directors but, and people right this you're kind of out there on a limb you got to go in and ingratiate exactly. yourself to a community it's like the Yaleys just head they, straight to new york city after it's over and exactly. take over yeah so that's that's yeah.
2: exactly what it's like so so it is um um you know it, it figuring out what but it, but you know no matter where you go to school it's like leaving leaving is scary you know and um and, uh, you know, jumping into the real world and all that. And, and that's how many years ago for me now, like, like. Right.
1: Oh, believe me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: 15 years ago now. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Well, well Adam, yeah. this has been a real pleasure talking with you. Tell us, sell us again one more time on the upcoming production dates, where people can find it. Yep.
2: Yeah, we open uh, The Defeat of Jesse James on April 29th. Uh, We have two previews before that, the 27th and the 28th. It runs through Labor Day weekend, uh, minus Monday. So it runs through the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, May 28th. And the show will be funny, sexy, dangerous, and maybe you'll learn a couple of things too.
1: Love it. I am sold. Adam Qualls, it is a pleasure to talk to you. You've been listening to Mouthing Off, a theater arts and culture podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company coming to you from St. Paul, Minnesota you find it on 94.1 FM, Frogtown Radio, but also online. You can go to Spotify. You can give us five stars on Spotify. You like what we're doing. We're bringing interviews. We're talking to interesting people. Adam, I've enjoyed this because your your passion really comes through. I mean that. I'm not just saying it's not an interview trick, interviewer trick. But also, you're a working actor in 2023 in Minnesota, right? Like, there, there aren't that many of you. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah, you right.
2: gotta 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 have a, a kind of delusional level of um, self-esteem. I'm working on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're doing a, you're doing a great job, and you are Jesse James. Yeah. What are you? Last question for the last minute, like physically, how are you preparing him? You're talking with you've got the voice down. Physically, how are you well, doing
2: it? Yeah. Well, our um, our uh, director Rick Thompson, who's the new artistic director of the theater he told me to watch some country artists and their swagger on stage, particularly Kenny Chesney. So, um, so, and I'm not, I, I'm not a country fan. You know, I, when I was younger, I was always like, Ooh, country. Ew. Now, nowadays I'm more a little level headed about it. So, um, but it's not something I really seek out, but no, I've been, I've been watching a lot of the Ches. Um, so we'll see if that shines through. Check <laughs> out Coulter wall. He culture wall. wall okay i'm writing that Walter down wall
1: and that's for everybody and the, yeah very interesting uh, he he did a cover of oh bury me not on the lone prairie i would check oh,
2: that okay. out yeah. yeah
1: adam real pleasure you're welcome back on the show anytime you have something to promote you want to come on when, it, when it's time for you to be uh, be the grinch one day a week come back cool. on thanks. please
2: thanks kevin all right,
1: all right. i'm signing Barry. off mari take care all right Bye, guys see you next time
2: take Bye. care Yeah.